The Online Marketing Show. Every day with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money. Hi, welcome to the Online Marketing Show. This is Joey Bushnell. Today's special guest is Facebook ads expert Brian Bagnell. Go to freefbwebinar.com to find out more. Brian, thank you so much for being with me today. Hey, Joey. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Brian, could you tell us how you got started with Facebook ads? Yeah, sure. Um, well, Perry Marshall was actually my mentor, and uh, he's, he's kind of known as the top Google AdWords guy. And and I, I was kind of looking for a niche to call my own and kind of be an expert at. And, and um, you know, Facebook ads debuted. I mean, it wasn't a popular thing at all. And, you know, I invested a lot of time and money into it, hoping that, you know, it would uh, it would really pay off in the end. And so it did. I mean, you know, over the past year, especially Facebook ads have, have really caught on and have become really popular and, and become a nice little uh you know, competitor for Google, which, you know, if any, anyone that's advertised on Google, we all know that Google needs as many competitors as possible. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how I got started in it. You know, I, I actually, I guess, didn't like Facebook ads all that much initially. I mean, it was a clunky interface. Um, you know, just, it, you know, but I, I stuck with it and it paid off. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. Facebook ads have definitely come a long way since the old days. You mentioned Google PPC there. Would you mind sharing some of the key differences between Facebook ads and Google ads? Because although they're both pay-per-click and they work in very similar ways, they also work in very different ways as well, don't they? Yeah, you know, one of the differences, the biggest differences I like to, you know, because a lot of people from Google will come over and try Facebook ads and totally bomb. And um, the reason is is because they're trying Google AdWords systems and processes on Facebook, and it's totally different. Uh, the first thing that people need to recognize is that on, on Google, people are actively searching for a problem. Um, so they, they've already decided they have a problem, and they're on Google to find the solution to their problem. On Facebook, it's more like kind of billboard advertising. You know, you're trying to distract the user. They're not looking to click on, on their ad. They're not actively thinking, hey, I have a problem. Hey, I need to solve it. Um, so it's kind of like most marketing mediums where you, you need to um, just really distract, you know, via your image, create a cool image that attracts attention. That's kind of weird, um, you know, just just really kind of stands out and trying to say, hey, hey, here's my ad. Like, you know, uh, would you, be, you know, maybe you'd be interested in this. So that that's that's really the main difference. Um, and I mean, there's a couple on Facebook ads you can bid via um, CPM, which is cost per 1,000 impressions. Or you can bid uh, cost per click, and um, you know if you're starting off on Facebook or you're testing ads and that kind of stuff, I always recommend you start off with uh, bidding on uh, cost per click. Um, you know CPM, CPM. You want to bid CPM if you can if you really have a lot of time to manage your ads in your account. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can really sa- you can save about twenty five thirty maybe up to forty percent if you do CPM, but you have to be in there every few hours and you really have to commit to that. Um, and you have to be really good at writing ads too, because when you do see, you know, uh, cost per click, Facebook is basically taking all the risk because they're, you know, they're not getting, they're not getting money unless people click on your ad. Um, so cost per click, you know, will will always cost you more than cost per 1000 impressions because cost for 1000 impressions, 
the the risk is on you because you you know Facebook is is guaranteed revenue every time they show that that ad one thousand times. So the risk lies on you. So you can really benefit if you if you're if you're good at writing copy, you're good at selecting images, um, and all that, and, and you you're always in your account managing that. Yeah, I I really agree with you there, Brian. I always recommend to people, especially if they're new to paid advertising, stick with CPC. It really is the way to go because unless they're quite advanced as a marketer. CPM is probably unlikely to work for them, isn't it? Yeah, you know, and honestly, I mean, most of my campaigns are CPC just because I just don't have the time to be in there all the time, you know, moving and shifting and, and testing and tracking as much as I should be. Um, just because I just manage a lot of a, a lot of campaigns and stuff. But yeah, I mean, it, definitely CPC. And as you get better at writing ads um, and you have the time to dedicate it to it, you can switch your campaigns over to CPM and see how it goes. So why do you think that businesses should be using Facebook ads? Well, I mean, it's it's a really it's a really cool advertising platform because almost everybody you know is on Facebook, and especially if you're a local business, you can you can really drill down to to do the radius around your you know your physical location, you know whether it be five miles or ten miles or whatever. Um, you can really target your ads to speak to specific people. You know, even if you're a national, you know, even if you're a national company and you're advertising to the entire, you know, United States or Canada or what have you, you can break those down to geographic areas and speak directly to those people based on geographic areas. Like, um, dog training in Chicago? Question mark. You know, you can target you know a couple million people that way. Anytime you can really drill down. So, I mean, that's really the power of Facebook. And another thing that I forgot to include when uh, when you asked me the differences with between Google and Facebook. With Facebook, it's so much more important to know your customer. Um, and I know that's something that, you know, all the marketing gurus in the world always shout out, and it's one of those things that nobody really listens to. Um, and I didn't either until I really realized the, the power of it. So the power of Facebook lies in, you know, knowing them demographically, knowing what, t- kind of finding those hidden interests, the things that aren't so obvious. Um, you know, like entrepreneurs like Shark Tank like to watch the TV show Shark Tank or uh, The Apprentice, or and maybe that's obvious to some people. But uh, you know, when you the cool thing about Facebook is that if you're lazy about doing market research and you really don't know your customer, you can create blanket ads to show to everybody, and then go into your account and Facebook will tell you who has clicked on your ad. They'll give you demographic information uh, for who has clicked on your ad, and so that it's kind of an expensive way to do some market research. So I don't necessarily recommend that. Um, it's so much easier to talk to your customers. You know, pick your top twenty customers or your top fifty customers, get them on the phone, uh, and chat with them and find out. You know, but you'll find. You know, the key is to Facebook is to, is to really know your customer, drill down, and find those hidden interest likes, uh, things that they put on their profile that necessarily wouldn't make sense. I like what you said there that it's an expensive way to do market research. But let's say that you do your market research fairly well to begin with. Um, you can still use the responder demographics to get f- feedback and then tighten your targeting even further uh, in a way that maybe the market research couldn't have done for you. So you can have a quite targeted campaign to begin with and then you can go in there and look in even more detail, find out who it was that responded to your ads really, really well and then adjust your advert depending on that, couldn't you? Absolutely. And and that's, you know, Facebook is, is a lot, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to turn people away, but I don't want to not be honest at the same time. It's a bit more high maintenance than Google. Um, you know, kind of the thing with Google is to is to keep split testing ads to find this awesome ad and then do a set and forget it kind of thing. 
uh, because you're constantly getting new traffic to the to those Google ads, and this is another difference with Facebook. The same pe- you're targeting the same demographics, so the same people are seeing your ad over and over. So you, it's it's a lot less of a set it and forget it kind of thing, because you have ad fatigue that sets in as well. Um, you know, so a good ad usually only lasts no more than a few weeks, and and usually that's kind of a stretch too. Sure. So in that case, how do we create an ad that is compelling and actually gets clicked on? Well, the cool thing is, is most, most things in marketing, this is a good thing about Facebook. Most things in marketing rely on you being a good copywriter or hiring a good copywriter. And I'm honestly not a good copywriter. I'm, I'm a mediocre copywriter at best. And this is the cool thing about Facebook ads is that 70% of the effectiveness of the ad lies in the image. So really it's just, it's going around the net or, you know, going on stock photography sites and finding cool images that stand out or custom designing your images. Now I'm not good at custom designing images either. I found somebody on Fiverr that will custom design a few Facebook ads for, a few Facebook ad images for five bucks. Um, so a couple tips. I like to, you could, you don't have to, do, you want to think outside the box with images. You can add text to existing images. Um, you know, so at the bottom or something like that to clarify things. Text and images is is one of the biggest. I don't know if it's necessarily a secret anymore, but it's it's one of the best things that that you can do to increase the effectiveness of your ad. You can you know create you know outline your image in red. You can highlight things in your in your image. You can I mean just anything you can do. A weird images. Um, uh, just you know um, I can't remember what you call it, but it's um, what's that thing with the the multiple colors? It looks like a wheel. Like a pinwheel, kind of like a pinwheel with multiple, just anything you can do to attract attention to your ad. Um, so, and the headline represents 20% of the effectiveness of your ad, and the body copy is about 10%. Um, so you don't necessarily need to be a good copywriter. Now, it does kind of help. Uh, for headline, I usually like to do question-based headlines. So if it's, you know, if you're targeting, you know, if you have a dog training product and you're targeting, you know, people that have bad dogs or whatever, say, uh, is your dog misbehaving, question mark, or is your dog, you know, something like that. Um, so that's kind of my formula in there. And also, whatever interest that you're targeting, um, Facebook use in- uses interest and likes as opposed to keywords on Facebook. Um, so it's stu- interest and likes are st- is stuff that people put in their profile. Um, so I-, I like to try to put the interest or like that I'm targeting um, in the ad. I like to put that in the headline as well. So that's another tip. Uh, but for body copy, I like to... I like to make a, I like to in, insert a benefit, make a promise, and have a call to action. So if it was dog training, I would say, I'm just kind of winging it here, I would say something like, um, you know, get my free report that'll have your pet behaving by this time tomorrow, uh, click here. Um, so you're doing the benefit, you're making a promise, um, or click here to get the report, making a promise and a call to action. And that's, that's, that's basically, you know, the process that I go through when I create an app. Great tips. Just to point out, I absolutely love using text in images. They most definitely usually help, but Facebook do have a 20% rule that your image text cannot take up more than 20% of the space in the image. So just keep that in mind. You also mentioned at the beginning there that uh, images are like 70% of getting that click, Brian. So do you have any real examples of some of the best images that you've used and that you believe were the real reason for why the ad works so well? Um, let's see here. I have a couple. Um, I have ads that, uh, that – there's one that, that worked out really well. I circled, I circled a few things with – it kind of looked like a, a newspaper – 
kind of looked like a newspaper article and I circled um, the headline and put an, you know I circled something else in there and put an arrow to it. Um, it was actually kind of hard to see, which I I didn't I wasn't sure if it was you know it was going to work out because the text was extremely small because they don't give you a whole lot of a whole lot of space to uh, for the image or for your your ad in general. Um, but I think that kind of helped and people were curious about it. They could see the headline, but they couldn't see any of the body text. And I circled something um, in the uh, in the body and put an arrow to it, and I think th- that created some curiosity. So that worked out well. Yeah, so I mean I, I'm a big fan of using text. And uh, also, I forgot to you know mention earlier, but the circling of things and you know just anything you can do to generate curiosity. Because honestly, people aren't aren't looking to click on your ad on Facebook. They're looking to escape their lives. They're looking to procrastinate from work. I mean, we all do it. So, for those who aren't familiar with Facebook ads, when you're advertising with Facebook, you get something called a CTR, which stands for click through rate, which basically shows how many people clicked your ad versus how many people saw it overall. And obviously the higher the click-through rate is, the better. But one thing about that is if your click-through rate is low, Facebook will charge you more for your advert. And if your click-through rate is high, then they will start letting you advertise for cheaper for that particular ad. So in terms of cost, it is definitely important to get a good click-through rate. What would you say we should be aiming for in terms of click-through rate? Well, um, I, I would say one percent is is a, is a really good CTR, and this is this is one of the other differences between Google and Facebook is that you know it's, it's not all that hard to get a, a few percentage points on Google, but getting a one percent CTR on Facebook is 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 kind of a big deal. If you're if you're doing that, you're doing an awesome job. Um, what I usually tell people is it's not so much about the CTR as is it is is you know are you are you bringing in more money from the ad than you're spending. Um, and I mean, some people can do, you know, can make lots of money on a 0.01% CTR because their cost of, you know, cost of what, what the customer is going to bring them, lifetime value of a customer or the value of a customer on the initial transaction is so high. So I would say look more at, at your other numbers. It's not so much about that, but you know, some people aren't numbers people and I didn't used to be a numbers person either. Um, you know, it's one of the things that everyone always used to say, test and track and watch your numbers. And I was just never a numbers guy, but when I realized the power of it, I became a numbers guy, but, and I'm a numbers geek, but at the very least, just make sure that you're bringing in more money from the ad than, you know, uh, than you're spending, you know, f- to run the ad. So I, I think that number is, is far more important than CTR, but absolutely writing better ads when you're bidding on, on uh, cost per click, um, is going to shoot the cost of, of your clicks down, um, you know, so it's it's important to a degree, but I guess you know it's when 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 advertising, you know, and doing pay per click, you know, people always say, "Well, my CTR." Everything becomes about the CTR, and it. I just don't think it's all that important. I mean, it's it's probably only twenty five percent of the equation. I mean, I'd much rather you know worry about you know how much money I'm bringing in, and how much money I'm spending than my CTR. Sure. So rather than focusing on driving costs down, it's actually just about making sure the ROI is making sense. Yeah, I mean that that's the first thing I look at. Once once I know that the ad is making money, then I'll start driving down costs and, you know, writing better ads and split testing and all that kind of stuff. Um but yeah, the first thing is is to know, you know, and when people are bidding, that's that's another one of the traps with with uh, pay-per-click in general is is you know, it doesn't seem like a whole lot, you know, you you know when you're bidding and you enter in, you know, 50 cents or 75 cents or a dollar 50, whatever it is. Um it doesn't seem like a whole lot, but you have to calculate all your numbers. You have to know how many clicks it's going to take to get that opt-in and how many 
many opt-ins result in sales. And, you know, that, you know, so when you get to, that's the most important box that you get to on, you know, when you're creating an ad. So you want to kind of backtrack your numbers, know what a cut, co- the lifetime value of a customer is to you, know how much that, that, you know, when you get a customer, how much averagely they spend on that first transaction and, and know how many, you know, how many leads it takes to get a customer. I mean, you have to, you have to really, that's, that's the most important box <laughs> is, is that, uh, is that bidding box? Sure. So it's looking a little bit further than just the Facebook analytics. We need to be looking further into our own funnel and know our own numbers as a business and how well we convert. So I guess it's just a case of having to work backwards. You need to work out how many clicks it would take for you to make that sale. Absolutely. And to be honest, I guess there's not many people doing that. I'd imagine a lot of people don't actually know those numbers. So it's a great tip. So moving on to another topic now. There are different types of ads that you can do on Facebook. You've got the traditional right-hand side ads where you can choose the image, create the body copy, the headline, um, and then when people click, they get sent to a page. And that can either be an external page like a squeeze page or some other page on your website, a sales page maybe, or it could also lead to a tab on your Facebook fan page. And then there are other types of ads that show page posts where you can actually advertise your latest status update from your Facebook fan page. So do you have any preference on that or do you just use different ones for different occasions? I use different ones for different occasions. You know, most people, I guess, would be starting off with Facebook ads. So I, I would say not to, um, not to get involved, at least initially with, with, uh, with, with Facebook called sponsored stories. Um, I would say stick with the traditional type of ad because that, that can be confusing enough, <laughs> enough for people without, yeah. you know, worrying about, I mean, because the, so the, the, um, sponsored stories, you really have to kind of get the whole social aspect of Facebook, which, which kind of sounds like it's easy, but it's, you know, and I thought it was easy initially and it's really not. There's, there's kind of a lot of nuances to it. Um, you know, getting people to interact and, you know, learning how to phrase status updates to, to get for maximum exposure and likes and um, comments on that. So it's, I, I think for beginning people that, that ads are, are a lot more straightforward and easier to, um, you know, make work and convert those, those people to leads and customers than uh, sponsored stories. But sponsored stories are definitely kind of like a ninja kind of thing. And once you get, you know, regular Facebook ads down, I, you know, I definitely recommend them. And if people do go down the sponsored stories route, you mentioned there, Brian, about actually crafting your statuses in a way uh, knowing that it's going to be an ad later. So you can't just write any old status update and then later decide, you know, oh, maybe I'll, I'll make that into a sponsored story. If you go down the sponsored story route, you have to write that post knowing that it's going to become an ad and that will affect how you then go about writing that post in the first place. Is that right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And honestly, I'm not the best at writing those sponsored story ads. I, you know, in the, in the best way that I if have, I've really improved on it, but I, I look through my feed and I see who always gets the most comments on their status updates. And, you know, in the marketing community, I mean, I see Deb Cole Mysek, um, I see Joanna Kinsman, I see who else? I don't know, but those two really stand out. They they just whatever they post, they get twenty and thirty and forty comments on, on like everything they post. So those are the people that you want to pay attention to and see how they're crafting their status updates. Um, and I don't even know if they know if they're doing that for the intention of advertising or if they just have that social, you know, just kind of 
you know, that, that social thing among them. I don't know. But, uh, so, you know, if you're looking to get into that, just kind of pay attention to your feed and, and take a look at, see who's getting the most, you know, interaction on their posts. Brian, what's the difference between premium ads and normal self-serve ads? Well, premium ads, you can take anything that was a page post and turn it into an ad. So that means a status update, uh, photos, videos, links, questions, events, anything you've posted on your page, you can basically turn that into an ad, um, which is really cool. And Facebook also adds automatically, they say free of charge, but it's obviously worked in their costs, but they add the social context to the bottom of those ads. They're bigger than, you know, standard ads. Um, so it'll say, you know, um, you know, if I was viewing an ad and, and you had liked it or interacted with it, it would say Joey Bushnell had liked this, like this ad because we're friends on Facebook. Um, so the social context thing really adds, I mean, it's that whole social proof thing, which is a big deal. Um, and the other cool thing is you can also direct from the ad without people having to click on it. And I think this is where the real power is. People can like it or comment from the ad. Wow. Uh, which is really cool. So, uh, you know, they don't have to click on, you know, they have to worry about going through to a page of which they're going to, you know, be forced to opt in or, or something like that. Um, so, so that, that, those are the cool things. So they're bigger, um, and, and they have that, the social action feature, which regular ads have as well, but, uh, they can like it and comment from the ad. So I guess the same applies when you're writing that status update, that could be a premium ad. Um, you've got to be thinking in advance again on what you're writing there. Yeah, absolutely. And anything that you do on your, on your, on your like page should have a purpose. Like you shouldn't just be writing status updates. Everything should have a purpose to lead people in a certain way. I mean, it, I'm not saying that everything needs to get an opt in or everything needs to uh, make a sale or anything like that, but you have to really carefully craft everything and you should definitely have a destination in mind, you know, and, and you can build up status updates as well, you know. Um, lead people along a path for for a period of a week to get them to where where you want them to go. Um, so yeah, every every everything you do on your page should have an absolute purpose. Sure, Brian, thank you so much for the information that you shared with us today. Um, there's only so much that we can actually cover in you know such a short amount of time. So where can those of us who are interested in getting really good at Facebook ads go? Have you got anything for us where we can get more from you? Yeah, sure. Usually the best thing to do is is I hold free webinars pretty much every week. Um, so people can, can sign up for a free webinar, uh, at, uh, freefbwebinar.com. Freefbwebinar.com. Uh, we always have a great time with the webinars and, you know, people learn a lot and we, we cover a lot in, in 90 minutes and, uh, it's, it's a great time. So that's what I recommend for people. Awesome. Thanks very much. And that is the end of the show, everyone. Thank you to all of you who have tuned in and thank you, Brian, for coming on the show. No problem, Joey. I had a great time. The Online Marketing Show, every day with Joseph Bushnell, helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money.